Hello and welcome again to another episode of Studying Through Fresh Peter. I'm sorry I've not been able to bring you um, a message the last this gone Friday. We thank God for today. Um, the topic for today is the fairness of God's judgment. The fairness of God's judgment. Now our text is taken for Romans chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. It said, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whoever thou art that judges. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest does the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth and against them which commit such things. So we need to understand first what is the meaning of the word judgment. Now back to um, according to the Macmillan Dictionary, judgment means trial or the capacity of making a decision. A trial or decision or passing a verdict. Judgment can also refer to the way a person compares herself or himself to another or how someone perceives another person based on certain factors. For instance, you perceive that this person is rude or you perceive that this person will go to hell based on the factors you have seen over the, the, the individual. And so that's judgment. And uh, Romans chapter 14 verse 12 to 13 says something. It says, So then, every one of you shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. So in other words, according to the scripture, your judgment sometimes make others fall. Because sometimes our judgments make others fall because it helps or it convicts them or it indicts them. Sometimes it makes them guilty of some, some things that they are not supposed to be guilty of. Yeah. Yeah. So according to the scripture, again, Judgment is also the ability to make a considerable decision or come to a sensible conclusion about somebody or something else. Now, why the judgment of God is fear? We need to understand that one because our theme is God's judgment is fear or the fairness of God's judgment. Why the judgment of God is fear? Now, number one, because he rendered to every man according to his deeds. He rendered to every man according to what his deed. Romans 2, verse 5 to 6. But after the hardness and impatient hearts, treasures up unto thyself what against the day of what? And the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. The righteous what? Judgment of God. He said, who will render to every man according to his deeds. So God is not going to pay you for something he did not do. So it's just like what you work for is what you receive. That's what the scripture is saying. So because of that, his judgment is fair. Because it cannot give you what you don't give. It's just like 
when uh, those of you who study computer, we know about garbage in, garbage out. And the scriptures say, what you sow is what you reap. And so you will not harvest for your brothers. You will not harvest for your sisters. You will not harvest for your mother. It is what you sowed that you will harvest. And so the judgment of God is fair. The scriptures say, who will render to every man according to his deeds? Another reason why God's judgment is fair is that there is no respect of persons with God. God is not going to say because this person is a president or because this person is a lawyer or because this person uh, came from a poor family background or because this person came from this part of the country uh, because of this culture or this tradition. No, it's not going to be like that. Romans 2 verse 9 says, Tribulation and anguish upon every soul. You see, the word of God says, Upon every soul of man that doeth evil. So in other words, whether you be president, whether you be a lawyer, whether you be a pastor, whether you be a teacher, once you do evil, you will reap tribulation and what? Anguish. Verse 10 says, But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good. So every man that worketh good will receive glory, honor, and peace. So there is nothing like to say this person came from this part of this country and so their own culture is different so because of that it should be like that no verse 11 says for there is no respect of persons with god so god do not want to know which nation you come from which tribe whether black or white but on that day god judge every one of us according to our deeds according to our deeds and also god's judgment is according to the truth St. John chapter 7, verse 24 says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Most often, we men, we judge according to the appearance of people. We judge based on the culture and the traditions. Oh, but God is not judging according to the appearance. But the scripture says, But judge righteous judgment. But what? Judge righteous judgment. So the judgment of God is according to the truth. It's according to the truth. What happened is what it deals with. It, it cannot compromise. His judgment is not biased. He for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. So every one of us will receive unto our body according to what we have done. And so we need to understand it. That is the reason why we don't need to judge now. Because now, why the judgment of men are dangerous? Why, or why should why man should not judge others? Why? Let's learn something. First Corinthians 4, verse 5 says, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. So, in other words, God will bring to light what? The hidden things of darkness. And will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praises of God. So man, you do not have the ability to know the hidden things of another man. You don't have the ability to know or discover what is in the heart of other people. Only God knows. That is the reason why scriptures say, judge nothing before the time. Judge nothing before the time. Until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. Only God has the ability to bring to light the hidden things. 
So we should stop judging others based on their appearance, based on how they dress, based on their behavior. Although indeed, yes, the scripture helps us to understand that we shall know them by their fruit. Yes, we shall know them by their fruit. But that does not uh, uh, give us the audacity to judge them, to condemn them, to tell them, oh, you, you will die. Oh, you, you go to hell. Oh, you, this is what will happen to you. No. Another reason why man should not judge others it's because man do not have the ability to judge righteously. Only God has that ability. St. John chapter 8, verse 15. It says, Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And verse 16 say, And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. So Christ's judgment is true because he is not alone. But most of us judge we do, not, well, we do not have the ability to judge righteously. By the way, even ourselves, we are not righteous. We're only carrying the righteousness of Christ. And the scripture helps us to understand that. Another reason why man should not judge another man is because only God is righteous by nature. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Judge not that ye be not judged. Two, for with what judgment ye judge? For with what judgment you judge? In other words, it's asking you, for how are you judging? Or what is the ability that you have to judge? It says, you shall be judged. And with what measures you made, it shall be measured to you again. Verse 3, it says, And why beholdest thou the moth that is in the brother's eyes? But cons consider not the beam that is in thy own eye. Or how wilt thou say to the brother, let me pull out the moth out of the eye, and behold, a beam is in thy own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy own eye, and then shall thou see clearly to cast out the moth out of the brother's eyes. So many of us, we have our own messes around us. We are not, we are not thinking about cleaning our own messes. We are not thinking about amending our way or our relationships with God. But we are always there pointing fingers at others. Christ did not send you to come and condemn others, but He sent you to preach the gospel. And so we, every, every one of us, must be busy. We, 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 we must focus on proclaiming the gospel. And I want you to understand that it is never your responsibility to judge man, or it is never res your responsibility to convict people of their sin, but it is the responsibility of the Holy Spirit. And so your own part is just to proclaim, tell them the truth, speak the truth, speak the truth. And then leave the rest with the Holy Spirit. Leave the rest with the Holy Ghost. Because God loves them. And because of that, He will deliver them. Let's work on our own relationship with God. Busy on our own relationship and preach this, the truth. It is never our responsibility to judge people. And we will see the hand of God upon our life. In Jesus' name. And for those of you who are living the life that are not well-pleasing, I want you to realize this today, that the scripture says we all shall appear before the judgment of the of God, Christ, and we all will give accounts to whatsoever we have done to our body. And God has given every one of us a responsibility. God has called us, every one of us. He's calling us today. He's calling us young and old. He's calling us unto him. He's calling us, and this is the end time. 
it is high time that we receive the call of God and receive his blessing in Jesus' name. I just want to pray for you. For those of you who have, who have listened to this message, I mean, sorry, message and have not received Christ yet at this moment, I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I believe in your word. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Come and make my heart your home. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray for your glory, your grace. And God, I pray that your spirit will help them to walk in, in, the, in this new life. Thank you. And I pray for blessing, grace, and glory upon every hearer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.